Welcome to the Undoku Hustle Show, a podcast designed to help people get started with entrepreneurship through the story of Undoku entrepreneurs and their process of starting up. With hosts Alejandro Flores Muñoz and Victor Galvan. Well, welcome to another episode of the Undoku Hustle Show. I got my co-host as always Alejandro Flores. ¿Cómo estás Alejandro? Hey Victor, bien bien. Este, a las carreras como siempre. I'm always in a hurry, but I'm 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 excited for this episode and I'm also really happy about this time because it allows me to get grounded, it allows me to sit down and just have a conversation with people who are also hustlers who are thinking about entrepreneurship and who are um, eager to just scale up their businesses and so I'm so excited to to hear um, what we have going on today. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm always excited. As you all know, this is Victor Galvan, Alejandro's co-host on the Undocu Hustle Show. And of course, I'm, I'm always excited for these, for these podcasts porque we get to, we get to um, catch up with each other, see how we're doing. Y también, you know, we get to, to meet some other folks who are on their own Undocu Hustle Um, and um, we have an incredible guest today. I want to introduce you all to um, Juan Stewart of Green Valley or Green Belly Foods. Uh, Juan is a first-generation immigrant from Guatemala who has grown who has grown a small batch of his mother's hot sauce into a six-product line of sauces, salsa, bean spread, and a drink uniquely named Green Belly Foods. He's not only the owner of Green Belly Foods but he's a freelance media producer and a lead and the lead singer of his own band Quilombo. Welcome Juan. Hey man, thank you. Muchas gracias, bro. Gracias. Fernanda. Uh, I I'm not sure if I'm going to keep on making the beans this year, you know, we'll see how it goes, you know, but but I am focusing on a line of drinks uh which 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 is going to be awesome. But uh but yeah, yeah, we're making food. That's freaking awesome, man. Simon. Este, I think I think ever since I met you, man, like you've been you've been on a grind. And I, I, I told this to Alejandro too. Like it's something about like kindred spirits, man. You just like you find somebody that just connects and we kind of end up on the same trajectory, no Chris? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, Victor, was this the same Juan that I remember you were talking to me? You would go to the farmers markets and you would work on the weekends. Is this the same? Oh, same Juan, same Juan, same Juan. Yeah, so, so two years ago, um, he said he he tells me, um, hey man, I got this line of hot sauces, you know, um, and um, um, you know, he 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 starts talking about it and says that he needs somebody in the Stapleton, uh, uh, farmers market, and I'm like, bro, that's that's just down the street for me. He's like, who are you who are you paying to do this, and um. We ended up just going, um, um, I ended up working for him. He was paying me every time. Oh, I think he just left. Yeah, it sounds like he got disconnected. No, no. Algo pasó. We, we, can, we can just start from where we left off. We can just edit it in. Sally. Once he joins. What about if his phone died? Oh, 
This is definitely possible. No, but he said he lost connection. And he's got, and he said he's hopping back on. Oh, okay. How is uh, the the new line of shades? Are you excited for it? I am. I'm really excited because I I feel like I, I'm getting like a second shot at trying the sunglass e-commerce thing. Um, because I have all that knowledge now, and I'm like, okay, this is the second time around. I'm actually gonna make profit this time. <laughs> we'll see. And I just experienced it. I'm also taking a I'm taking a big marketing course through this platform called Founder. Founder spelled F O U N D R. And what's it through? It's like a branding. Hey, do you know do you know when the the fellowship Hello? um applications close? Mm, no, todavía no. Hey guys. Hey, hey Juan. Hey, sorry. I don't... It was lightning over here and, and then... <laughs> That's Yeah, the, I'm looking at the clouds right now and it's looking very gray. Yeah. Well, no, no worries, no worries. We'll just um pick off pick up where we left off and we'll just splice it together. Este, so Alejandro, you were saying you were asking me a question. Sí, we'll we'll start it off right here. And okay. Count it down. Sale. We'll start at uh, two forty-five. Okay. So Victor, este, yeah, I remember you mentioning a lot of times that you would go and help uh, or or work at the farmers markets. Uh, with con un Juan, some salsas. Tell me a little bit more. Yeah, so um, when when Juan started the the hot sauce business, he told me that he was working on farmers markets, and that he was he actually asked me if I knew anybody around the Stapleton area that he was having somebody sell hot sauce at, at the Stapleton market, farmers market, and and I was like that that's just down the street from me. I could help you hawk hot sauces, and I think I think that like that first or second week i ended up like making you 800 bucks no on hot sauce Juan, yeah like two hours yeah you and your mom man i mean it was it was, it was uh, your mom is an unstoppable force of nature out there man oh yeah man that, that's why i learned sales from right like no se arrepiente le echa al cien like it's it's all Dude. about being being there with the crowd and 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 like really like digging their groove until until people say yes right yeah, um, it was a super easy product to sell, man. Like, you had your display up, you had your traditional garments and bowls, and and it was just a, such an easy sell. Like, just put a little hot, just put a little bean dip and some hot sauce on your chip, and they were hooked. Easy yeah, $8. yeah, yeah. No, I mean that was that's that's kind of that's how I knew that's what was the inspiration behind the sauce was like I, I knew the sauce was good, and as long as people taste it. 
then they'll know what's up, you know, either, the, you know, the, they'll know what, what's good for them or, or what they'll be missing if they don't get it. You know, so. <laughs> yeah. Juan, and all, I am so excited to get to know a little bit more about your, your business and, and where, you know, how it started and then where it's at now. I think that a lot of people can get one inspiration, hopefully gain a little bit of knowledge through your journey on how that was made possible. Um, but before yeah. we get into the, the actual business things, we would love to le learn a little bit more about, about you. Tell us a little bit more about, about yourself, about your background, um, and we'll take it from there. All right. Uh, thanks. Um, so, yeah, my name is uh, Juan Ignacio Stewart Alvarez. That's the full name. Uh, I'm originally from Guatemala. That's where I grew up. And uh, so I'm, I'm a half from there, half from here. Uh, my dad is the gringo in the family. Uh, he lived in Guatemala for like 30 years. Um, and uh, that's where he met my mom. I grew up there. And um, you know, now that I'm here, it's, it's Juan Stewart. But in Guatemala, everybody knows me as Ignacio usually. Is, you know, because everybody's named Juan something down there. You know, Juan Carlos, Juan Pedro. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I've been here now 20 years. Um, and, you know, I came to Colorado be because this is where I had family. It's where my dad's from. But um, I never thought I would stay this long. You know what I mean? <laughs> I thought, okay, four four, six, seven years or something. Um, I left Guate at 17. I had just gotten kicked out of school. Um, you know, there wasn't anything real bad looking back at it, but basically it was, it was tough. Um, and, and, and there was just a split decision to see like, all right, why don't you go to the States and try to try to get out of trouble, you know, and, and, uh, and so me, me you know, I was able to come and, um, that was a huge change for me, you know, um, Growing up here, actually, you know, I feel I've learned more about Guatemala being here than the, than when I was there. You know, sort of like yeah. you, like you, you know what you have once you lose it. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> and right. uh, and also just more access to like education and, and and just seeing a lot of things from from outside of um, outside of Guatemala. You know, I've learned a lot of history and and uh, but yeah, I've been here 20 years. I guess uh, what kept me here the most is is I have a 17 year old son. Um, I, I started a family early <laughs> and, uh, and, and he's definitely what's, what's kept me here. You know, I wanted always to be close, close to him as, you know, as he's growing up, I've always wanted to go back to Guatemala and do, you know, um, I used to do a lot of freelance video work. That's actually my background. And, and I like to, that's where I like to do some documentary work and, and film work. Um, someday I ended up teaching as well here doing like media education youth media education i want to do that in guate but um for now i'm here and, and really happy that the green belly took off you know um uh, because i've always tried to see you know how is it that i can go back to Guate, you know and and, and, and be able to to help them there you know so i'm lucky that yeah, the green belly's it. taking I love it. Mm -hmm. and you know i think uh, that 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 kind of same mentality that you have lives lives within a lot of us undocu immigrants and um, undocu hustlers because we're always like you know wanting to know a little bit more about our culture, get more rooted in our nationality and and like you said, like we don't know what we have until you know we can't either get there or or be there. Um, so I love that you you have that that drive about your yeah. uh, Guatemala. Um, siempre, siempre. Also, siempre, right? So uh, also, you know, it's so exciting to hear that Green Belly Foods has taken off and 
really want to know a little bit more about how that hustle started um, and then like where it's at, where it's at now. Okay. Um, so it, it started like, so now it's, I guess it's, uh, so where do you want me to start at the beginning and stuff? Um, so yeah, what, it's like, what, I, what up and made you like, what up and made you want to bottle your mom's hot sauce <laughs> and like, right. you know, and, and like what, 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 what put you on this path? Um, you know, it's, it's not the most glorious, uh, you know, reasons really it's, it's to be honest. And, and, and I think a lot, you know, yeah, like, like a lot of the undocu hustlers, like you're talking about, you know, will relate to this, but for me, it was, it was, it was, I never in my life imagined that I would start a hot sauce business ever. You know what I mean? Um, I did think about, you know, a restaurant someday, you know, cause I did cook in several restaurants and I, and I really liked that, but but never thought about selling black beans or, or my mom's hot sauce ever. And really what it was, it was, um, it started as a way to get out of poverty, man. <laughs> poverty, mm-hmm. will make, you know, in the words of, of the great Dave Chappelle, you know, poverty will make you do things, you know? <laughs> and, and, uh, and yeah, you know, I don't mean like destitute poverty or poverty like I've seen growing up in Guatemala, you know, I live in Boulder. So life here is, is not too bad, you know, um, but I've been on food stamps for years. And, um, you know, my background was in, in video work um, and it always seemed that for years I was just getting by and, and barely making it sometimes, you know, um, the kind of living where uh, you use like 80 percent of your income just to pay rent, you know, um, it's not hard to do, you know, <laughs> but um, but yeah, that's what it was. It was uh, my background was in video production um, and I had been doing video work for years in the community non-commercial stuff, mostly for nonprofits, and documentary work, promotional videos and such, music videos for local artists. And uh, for years, I would drive a cab on the side, right, to make ends meet. Um, so this is before, like, Uber and Lyft existed. Um, I was also a single father trying to be there for my son. And, um, and I was doing video work and, and not really getting far with my work, you know, professionally or financially. Like, I did good work, but like in this town, you know, I, I, I was a small fish. You know, I didn't have the financial resources to really grow a video to compete, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So I think the mission of being years, you know, and trying to be successful, um, you know, financially really and, and, and not making it and constantly having to depend on, on driving a cab to pay the bills. Um, I felt like I needed to create something different, something that was, was mine, you know, that I could control. You know, like, for example, like video video work, I always depended on the gigs that I could find in lockdown, you know. But they never paid enough. Right. There were never big enough gigs where I grow and open opportunity. And um, I've been driving for like six years. And it did get me through the end of school and, and provided for me and my son. And, and for that, I'm grateful. But after a while, it was, it was obvious to me that it was, it was a dead end for me, you know. It was a good lifestyle. Like, I would work crazy long hours you know you know six in the at night to you know eight in the morning driving drunks rides to the airport everything in between and then when uber and lyft started um the money just went down you know went down from like 25 an hour to like 10 to 15 an hour you still needed to drive like you know a crazy amount of hours to do that so i knew i needed something different that's making the the mass losing my mind hot sauce came in um it was it was actually my roommate's idea at the time um you know i made it at home all the time right so this is this is the hot sauce that you know i have like 
vivid memories of like, you know, eating this, the sauce is what I trained, you know, my, my, my heat tolerance with, you know, like uh, my mom would make it all the time. It's delicious sauce, right? Um, cilantro, right. garlic, olive oil, apple cider vinegar, super simple, you know, but like mano with like a flavor that's amazing, you know? So I would make it at home mm-hmm. all the time. And, and, you know, my roommate, you know, gringo por aqui, <laughs> told me like a dozen, <laughs> over the years to try sell it at the farmers farmers markets you know so he would mention other boulder companies who had made it after starting at the farmers market and then made it really big you know so i i never really went to farmers markets it had no idea how successful it could be you know um they were always too expensive and and i was on food stamps for years you know so um, back then they didn't take food stamps. Now, now a lot of markets have actually figured it out and do take food stamps to help lower income people have access to the markets. You know? Um, but basically I, I, one time I, I just got home. I was like, all right, let's, I'm going to make a batch of this sauce. Let's just see how much I make and how much it cost me. And then if I was to bottle it in the typical, you know, five ounce glass bottles, you know, let's see how much I could get, you know, how much, how much I would make. Right. So it basically came right. down to doing the numbers, you know, and I think that's where like a lot of ideas um, either get stuck or continue, you know what I mean? Because sometimes you think like mm-hmm. get an idea and you think, oh, it's going to be really hard to do this. But, but a lot of times it's just, it's just about looking at the numbers, you know? And so at the time, like a, a small batch, you know, in my house blender um, would make me about, I don't know, five or six bottles. And, and I realized that the bottle, the cost per bottle came out at like a dollar a bottle at the beginning, you know? <laughs> so I was like, yo, mm-hmm. that's a good thing. I sell these for six, right? And I kind of like, yeah. I was like, I don't think people are going to buy it. You know what I mean? I, you know, but I think they are, you know? And, and, and that's literally when it, when it clicked, when I was like, all right, let's just, just do the numbers, man. And, you know, yo, through the years, I've learned so much about that. Like, yeah, just do the numbers and you can see a lot a lot back there about how how you can get to where you want to get to you know yeah and uh juan one of the things that i, I we've repeated in the show numerous times um which is that we encourage people to just go for it right when they think of an right. idea or a product that they know how to make or a food that they know how to produce like go for it because we don't know if it's going to succeed or fail one thing for sure that's going to happen is that you're going to learn along the way on how to get started, right? Like mm-hmm. you learned how to bottle your sauces. You learned how to like, I'm looking at your sauces on your website right now and the packaging is, is great, but I'm sure it didn't start this way, right? You learned oh, yeah. along the <laughs> way, all of these things that, that got you to where you're at now. Yeah. And also just to add, like, the one thing that I would say for, for, for people of color, for immigrants, I would say tack on that extra 20, 30% for your artisanal work, for your, your authentic, you know, um, product. Um, what do you have to say about that Juan? Yeah. You know, like I think, I think, I think basically you just need to look out out there and, and like everybody's got something to, to provide, you know, everybody, everybody has something, you know what I mean? That, that they can give or that, I think, you know, um, you know, that could be, that could be arts that could be, you know, um, you know, some sort of, you know, yeah, products, you know, that you want to make, you know, be it food or other things, you know, and it's just really about like, 
yeah, doing the numbers and being like, all right, well, I want to, I want to make, let's say shirts, you know, and, and I want to put my art out there, you know, well, how much is it going to cost? You know, how, how is it that you're going to do it? And, and, uh, most likely it's going to work, you know, like if you really, I, I, I feel like if you really have a feeling that you got something good, something different, um, or maybe, you know, like, yo, know, there's tons of hot sauce already right out there. And you know, what makes this different? Well, I knew it was different, you know, uh, like I knew there was no other hot sauce out there like that. And I was like, I'm, so I think it, it'll work, you know? And, and, and now as you know, first it started with one sauce, right? So first it was just the business was called Green Belly Hot Sauce. That's another thing is that a lot of times you don't know where you're going to end up at, you know? So first mm-hmm. the business was Green Belly Hot Sauce. But, you know, as soon as I realized, you know, so basically what happened is is I eventually got into like a farmer's market, right? So so today I count like six years of doing the business. But really it's been seven because that first year I failed completely. Mm-hmm. You know, like... I had multiple jobs at the time that I, I didn't quit my, my day jobs to, you know, to do the market. Right? But that the first right. year of like trying to go to the farmer's market, um, I had bought, you know, I bought the bottles online. Um, yeah, I didn't, I had no idea how, how to bottle stuff. So I had to like, yeah, spend a lot of time, like, you know, going, it out. going online and just being like, all right, well, what, you know, what is it that you have to do? And eventually, you know, I, yeah, you just, you just, do it you know what i mean you 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 and you learn from mistakes you know like that first year i made a batch and for some reason i communicate with somebody at the farmer's market online and i had gotten the idea that you basically just show up right <laughs> so first day of the market like i show up with a tent and a table i'm ready to sell and the guy's like yo you didn't you didn't fill out an application you, you know there's there's you know there's a lot more that you need to do that you can't just show up here and sell you know what i mean <laughs> as much as free market, you know, this country rules free market, right? It's like, nah, there's all these steps you got to do. So so that first year was a complete, like, failure. It, it didn't even have, like, I didn't even have a label, you know? Like, I put these little, you know, um, you know, made these little, like, uh, small, I don't know, like, one inch by one inch squares that were, like, tied with twine around the bottle. And it had the, you know, the the, the ingredients on one side and, and, like, you know, the first uh, logo on the other side. And and they didn't yeah. want to see it, you know. I also took that sauce to the first grocery store um, here in town, like a, a local grocery store, and they were like, "Nah, you know, take it to the farmers market." The next year, I finally had labels, and I was like, and I filled out the applications, and I made it to the market, and I actually took the same sauce, you know, in the same bottle, but with a label, and the, the store took, you know, two cases right away. Like as, as soon as I showed up, they're like, "All right, they tried it," and they're like, "Yeah, we'll take two cases," and and. And that's how it started, you know, so so it was a lot of learning. Like, I, I didn't know, you know, where to get the labels, where to, you know, what needs to go in there. How do you get a barcode? How do you get nutritional fact? Nothing. I, You know what I mean? But six years later, <laughs> six years later, if somebody asks you all of these things, right. you will know exactly what is needed to launch a, a product, right? So you're able to now not only you went from if you wanted to, you could easily scale up and make seven different types of salsas 10 different types of salsas or do a whole different type of of dressing that is not salsas and you would still go through the same similar steps and be able to you know scale up so much quicker i have one question before i pass it on to victor because i have victor has some exciting questions to ask you but here's here's my my question and, and i'm asking you this mostly also because I feel like the same position almost as you. So I have a sunglass 
uh, business. And I started okay. the sunglass business also about six years ago. And I am about to relaunch right now uh, in the next coming month. And I feel the most ready I've ever been to launch this e-commerce business. One thing that you mentioned that stood out to me was that, that the numbers, right? And you're like, okay, <clears throat> it cost me $1 to make the salsa, right? And so you make a profit of $5. But in order to make money and to build wealth and to be able to actually make a living, you have to sell mm -hmm. a lot of sauces, right? I always tell myself right. when I want something, how much, how many sunglasses is that going to cost me? How many sunglasses is that going to, like, I see, a, I see that, you know, uh, I want to buy a house in the next five years. And so I'm like, how many, that's going to be a lot of sunglasses I have to sell. So yeah. how do you scale <laughs> up? How do you scale up from selling, you know, having an $800 day, which is awesome. But how do you scale up to going into the, where like, it starts counting. You start. You start realizing, like, okay, this is this is growing really rapidly. Oh, this is this worked. Yeah. How, how, what was that? Yeah. You know, that's 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 a good point. You know, and and, and I do bring that that up with a lot of people who who want to start something. It's sort of like, all right, you got a great idea, and you think it'll work, and you're ready to push and, and do it. That's great. You know, one of those those important things is like, okay, is where are you gonna sell it, right? Um, where are you gonna sell, and 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 you know, can you can you you know. Can you find that? And for me, it was it was it was the farmers markets. You know, um, I had no idea uh, how big of economic engines those things were. You know, like none of those businesses, 90 percent of the businesses that, that you see at farmers markets, including farms, you know, everybody, they would not exist without the farmers market. I, you know, and I never went because, like I said, they were, you know, just seemed too high end for me, you know, and, and I was mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> I guess I was always working and, and, and I'd always go to the grocery store, you know, um, but, you know, the farmer's market was was it was incredible. Like, I, you know, that first year, like I said, I didn't I didn't quit my day jobs and I, and I did have a lot of help. I had, you know, my girlfriend at the time was was instrumental in making it work, you know, because I had this other job. I couldn't make it on time to set up the tents and she she really stepped up. And so little things helped make it work. But. Finding, yeah, finding a place where you can sell w was huge, you know. So I showed up at the market, and 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 those bottles would 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 fly off the table. Like people would try it, man, and 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 they would just and like yeah, it would just sell, right? So it's it's sort of like the other the episode I, I uh, on the tamales that you all made, you know. Mm -hmm. all, all of a sudden, you know, uh, Marta is her name, right? She had like. Uh, you know, 280 tamales to make, you know, it's like all of a sudden it was like, boom, you know, like the business was there, you know? Um, and, and for me, yeah, it was, it was those markets. And I saw really quickly that I was like, so I started with one farmer's market a week. Right. And I was like, wow, this is, you know, I, I couldn't make it fast enough. I would have to make mm -hmm. it every week and selling out, you know? So I realized like I hit something and I was like, this, this is amazing. You know? And, and that was just that, that's a, that was a small week. Uh, weekday market and you know as soon as I got a few Saturday markets I, I sold a, like a ton more like you know you go out you spend $200 making your product and you come out with like 1200 bucks in your pocket right. you're like okay yeah and no more sauce you sold all your sauce you're like all right time to make some more sauce you know yes. and so, so that was it. it was sort of like I I I made this thing and it sold like crazy and I was like okay yeah this is this is this is the juice right here, you know? And then, 
So then came this thing where I was like, okay, it's, it's, I don't want it to be green belly hot sauce. So it's it's going to be green belly foods. We're going to expand to more stuff, not just hot sauce, you know? And like, that, that's another thing that, that you don't, I, you don't expect. Right. So, so Victor knows the story of the beans, you know, in Guatemala, we eat black beans every day. Right. It's like the staple food. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, when I thought about like, okay, what's my setup going to be at the farmer's market? I, I didn't want people to just eat hot sauce on a chip, you know? It's going to be too spicy, even though I make, I make the sauce, you know, you know, medium, you know, f- so that everybody mm-hmm. will eat it, you know. Because you're in and, um, and what I need to do is I'm going to make, so I was already making a pound of black beans every week at my house for me and my family. Right? <laughs> so I was like, yo, I'm just going to make another pound of, you know, black beans. I'm going to grind them up, make them like uh, frijoles volteados, like refried black beans. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm going to tell people, grab a chip, grab some beans and put hot sauce and then you'll know what's up, you know. And that was gonna sell the the sauce. So and then people, that was the yeah, yo, but, but then people started being like, "Well, how much for the beans?" And I was like, "Yo, I <laughs> sell the beans, man. Just you know, enjoy them." And you know, and then it and it was over and over. How much for the beans? How much for the beans? So I was like, "Yo, I, you know, again, do the numbers." And I was like, "Yep, yeah, are we definitely gonna sell beans, man?" And so so then then I was like, "Yeah, this is gonna be a food company, you know." Um, not just hot sauce and and because i realized yeah making the beans was you know um mm-hmm. you know, t- for one so check this as far as numbers here's a little exercise right so one pound of beans can make you let's say six uh containers small eight ounce containers like the ones where like hummus comes in at the grocery store like a small yep. container. so one pound of beans will make you six of those mm-hmm. and you can sell each of those containers for five bucks so you do the math. <laughs> How much do you get your pound of beans for? You know, uh, and what do you put in? All I would put in was onion and garlic and salt. You know, so all of a sudden you have, you know, you spent a dollar and then you have the potential to make thirty, right? right. So that's when I was like, okay, yeah, this is what's up. And I started to learn learn that side of the business as far as being, you know, because what you're saying is huge. It's, it's not just about making double. You know, um, somebody early on told me you know, something that I didn't understand at the time. And now I get it that you, 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 to be successful, like long-term and grow the business, you need to make like three times, at least three times what you spent, you know, that's where you want to be, you know, for food at least. Um, So all about the margin. And I, I, I think it's funny because when, when you told me that you were selling an eight ounce can of, you know, container of beans for five dollars. I didn't believe you, <laughs> and you said, "You said, watch, watch." Yeah. <laughs> you put me on the you put me on the table, and sure enough, all of the beans totally sold out right. So then we did this thing where it's like, "Yo, take we we give a you know dollar or two dollar discount if you if you buy hot sauce and beans," and that's that's what people wanted. They're like, "Yeah," you know. Yeah. And I was like, "Boom!" So something so simple, you know. I told my grandma in Guatemala, I was like. Yo, I'm selling black beans, you know, <laughs> for a living. And she was like, she, she didn't get it, you know, because back home, like, everybody makes beans. And that's like, everybody's house has beans. Why, you know, you know, you can sell beans, come on. You know, and, and uh, you know, she was like, yeah, at least, at least you're a hard worker, you know what I mean? But the thing is, here, people don't, it was a new product, you know, people don't really, you know, the influence is, is from Mexico. That's the strongest influence is pinto beans, you know. Mm-hmm. But refried black beans, they are... They're delicious. <laughs> we're, so we're coming up to the end of the episode. Um, Juan, we might have to bring you back. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. But I do want to ask you, 
I do want to ask you, you know, give us a little bit of like what it took to, cause you have another, um, clone business of green belly sauce in Guatemala for you to be able to bring the product that you need for your Cobaneros right. um, to the Yo, States. Can you talk about totally. what that process, process in, in what the, Okay. Yeah. That's a little bit more complicated, you know, but basically what happened is, is after that first year, and the sauce sold, sold like crazy. I was like, yes, I mean, I'm coming back next year. I'm not doing one mark. I'm going to do three. And, but I didn't want to come back with just one sauce, you know, and I knew the green was, was unique because of how the ingredients are put together, the simplicity and all that. So I wanted a second sauce that was also really unique. In Guatemala, the, the most common pepper, or one of them is, is called uh, Chile Coanero. It's like a Pekin pepper, but I think it's the grandfather of the Pekin. This, this pepper looks Looks like a Pekin, but the flavor is 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 really really unique and and um, just uh, earthy. It has this smoky flavor, like you think it's been smoked, but it's just sun dried pepper, right? It's what your grandmother would have in the kitchen. It's what all the fruteros put on mangoes, oranges, cucumber on the street, you know. Mm. And um, so I wanted to bring this pepper. I want. I was like, all right, the second sauce could be this this sauce with the pepper that nobody in the U.S. has. <laughs> uh, because it's a very Guatemalan thing. It's grown by Mayan Kekchi uh, communities, you know, so it's not uh, really for export, you know, it's a local yeah. product. So then I had no idea, you know, this whole experience has been about like not knowing what to do, you know, and that's been honestly the hardest part of all of this was always, always, you always have to learn new things, right? So after the first year, you learned a bunch and that was great. But then the second year, you got to grow more so, so the challenges are completely new and you have to like, in, and with import, you know, with bringing the peppers, you know, like, um, I was lucky to take, take my son to Semana Santa, um, which in, in Antigua, where I'm from is like, a, it's a big deal. I hadn't been down in 16 years, um, for Semana Santa and I, I took my son and, um, that was right. That, so that was, that was like March into March. And I was like, still like, yeah, I was, I was, I was reading uh trade agreements uh i was reading everything like how can i bring how do you do this you know i know this happens all the time but how do you do it and then um and then in guate i was like you know I, I was like i'm here i'm just going to buy the peppers and yeah the first batches was peppers that i brought in in suitcases you know yeah. <laughs> like like a few suitcases just full of peppers um and um, obviously that's not sustainable. So I had to like figure out how to start a business in Guate, which, which is a lot harder. I know that you in, in, in this show, you've, you've, you've talked about how to start a business and what you need to do. And, and, and really this, 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 this country makes it super easy, right? You just go online, 50 bucks, half an hour, you have a, a business, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. just like that, you know, what yep. man, you know, the legacy of colonialism runs deep in, in so many parts and definitely bureaucracy. And like, um, it was very difficult, you know, like it, it would take days to register a business. Like you go one place, you sign up, you get a signature, you got to take that signature to some other place really far away to get it stamped and then get that stamp stamped somewhere else. And then, some, you know, it, it just goes on and on, you know, and, and, mm -hmm. um, but little by little, you know, I got it started, and uh, and then with the help of of my family down there, um, I was able to to, to start, um, you know, exporting from from Guate, and then from this side importing. So in right. Guate, there's uh, 
business called Panza Verde Exportaciones, you know, and, and Green Belly over here just buys the pepper. So, um, but it's tricky, you know, let's say you wanted to bring some from Mexico. I bet you it, it might be easier, you know, just because Mexico is a bigger country in Guatemala, you know. Yeah, I mean, th these are all but... different. They're different processes for sure. Like for example, me when I ha I have to I, when I was importing my my sunglasses from China, that's also an import export process that I had to learn. Um, right. But, but and it is tricky. It is tricky. But you know, the business will get you there. Like if you re if your business needs this, if if you realize that that's what's gonna get you growing you'll figure it out just like you have, just like I have. Absolutely. And I'm sure just yeah. like many, many people out there have been, have been going at it. And, the, and that's, the, you said it is the thing is like, just, 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 just do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you have the idea and then, and then uh, you, you have to go and do some research, you know what I mean? And you know, what's hard is that, is that being your own boss, right? Uh, one of the hardest things is, 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 um, you know, sometimes, you know, when you work at a company, all you have to do is show up, right? And they tell you what to do and you do it, you know? When you have your own business and you're starting, you don't know what to do. You know, you're actually in the bush. There's, there is no road. There's, there's nothing that says, this, go this way, you know? You have to figure it out and, 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 yeah, do a bunch of research. Sometimes, sometimes sitting around and doing research online, which seems like you do, you know, it, it might seem like you're not doing much or like, oh, you know, this is just one little part. And and just because you're doing research, you don't see anything concrete and you think you're not doing anything. But that's that's work. Yeah. Like you are working in your business, even if you're just in the research stage, like you, you know, to get that in, in one's mind. You know, we're so used to like, you know, going to a job and right. You know. Producing and uh, yeah. Go for it. So. We are going to have yeah. to wrap up here. Este, Juan, it's been incredible hearing you and through your journey. Um, one last thing I want to ask you, you know, like, what does the company look like right now? You know, with, with five or six products, you're going into drinks. Like, I, you told me something two months ago that I, I thought was incredible, that last year you grossed somewhere close to $250,000. Yeah. That no, that was crazy. That, that was crazy. And... and that's been the, the most beautiful thing after all this time is like that I've now I'm now after all this research and, and trial and error and failures, like I'm I'm in a place where I can I can make any product, you know what I mean? Like my son Joaquin was like, you guys know what you know, I wear Jamaica, Rosa Jamaica is, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, I make it at home all the time. And my son was like, Yo, let's buy you should bottle this. And it was like click. <laughs> I was like, yes, absolutely. You know, it's like, you know. And, 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 and now I know what I need to do to do that, you know. So we're about to do, you know, a Rosa Jamaica can. I want to make tamarindo in can, like nice tamarindo, you know, like not, you know, jarritos or, you know, just something like nice, you know. Um, and, um, you know, all of this has been through like trial and error, you know. Um, it went, it yeah, the first year business, I have no idea how much I made. Because I would make it and spend it. <laughs> but then the year we started, you know doing better accounting and, and so on. And yeah, it, it's grown from, you know, let's say, I think we did 20,000 the first year, then 50,000 the next, 90,000 the next, 188 on year four, 230 
on year five. <laughs> so, and that was, that was from farmer's markets, you know, just hustling hard. Eventually I got into like, we were doing like 12 farmer, farmer's markets every week, you know, from May to November, you know, Boulder, Denver, Fort Collins, Longmont, you know, in the mountains, everything, pushing, you know? So, um, yeah. Uh, how, how does, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I think you're just the way, like, your story is so inspiring because you go from, you know, salsas to being, to actually running a business and growing it and scaling it and making new products, right. um, which I think is, is awesome and, and inspiring. And, and we hope that others who are listening can say, you know what, I make, I make a really good salsa too, or I make some really good mm -hmm. jam, or I make some, one of the big takeaways that I'm getting from, from the, from hearing you today was how profitable farmers markets are because just like you when you when you were saying how you didn't know the you know revenue engine machines that these rev markets are yeah. i didn't know that either until you just mentioned it yeah so for example you know for the so the idea at the beginning was like oh i want to get into the grocery stores right so i'm going to start the farmer's market what was cool at the farmer's market is the people pay you the full price right there You know, you get paid that day, you know, grocery stores, you have to sell it to them at, at a re first, you, you're likely going to sell it to a distributor. You know, maybe if you start working at first, you know, with some small stores, you deliver yourself, but eventually you want to stop doing that, you know? So, so the distributor is going to take 20%. Uh, uh, and then the stores usually want like, you know, 35 to 40%, right? Mm -hmm. So, so I end up selling, you know, to the grocery stores and let's say, a hot a bottle of hot sauce for like $3.75 a bottle, right? And um, and you don't see that money until like you know 45 days later, you know. Um, and 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 it's not, and then you're not selling at at, at full retail mm -hmm. price, you know. So that can be that's really difficult to to bridge that huge. So actually, I, I think the last part of your question, Victor, was like, where are we heading? And and finally, you know, we got into King Supers. That's the first big, big, big store for us. Um, they could take us nationwide, you know. Um, definitely first I want to focus on just Colorado, you know, and, and we're still, you know, still a lot of people haven't tried the sauce, yeah. but you know, knowing that being like, yeah, the farmer's markets are where it's at, you know, are those kind of markets or like, you know, um, where you, where you're directly with the consumer, you know, like out of, so out of, out of the 30,000, 230,000 of last year, 80% of that came from direct sale. So think about that. You know, each sale was seven dollars, eight dollars, ten dollars. You know, I think we beat Bernie Sanders on like on how much money we can make, you know, out of small. Stuff. That's a lot of because, stuff. Yeah, it, but it's it was a, just a lot of hustle, and you just got have to just push and just push it, especially, you know, and and honestly, it, it, it you know the benefits you'll see them right away. Like once you see that money come in, you sold all your product, you got a bunch of money in your pocket. You're like, yes, all right, just keep going, mm -hmm. and. It takes time and and the other thing is you always need need help you know it's it's been important for me to like let go of certain things mm. you know and know that other people are better at other things than than I am you know um I'm terrible at spreadsheets and accounting like terrible like I I I, I would I would kill shoot myself man it's just, I can't do that I'll work in the kitchen hard you know but I I sitting in front of a computer looking at spreadsheets for two hours is This, this, you know, so, so my cousin does that who, and he's really good at that, but he's not, you know what I mean? So, so, um, 
so that's really important, you know, is, is counting for support. And, you know, one last thing. Yeah, I wanted – well, and, and let's keep going. I did I did want to say that if anybody out there um, listening wants wants to contact me and ask, you know, I'm, I'm – the door is open. You know, you can come and, you know, send me an email, and I'll, I'll gladly talk to anybody about – if anybody wants advice and stuff. You know? Yes, Juan. So a couple of things. Yeah. Where can people find you? Like uh, your 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 food. What's your website? What's your social medias? And then if you want to draw people where they can contact you too, that'd be awesome. Right. Um, so yeah, we we you can you find the sauce online at greenbellyfoods.com. You can order there. Um, we're starting to get into like I said, King Supers just picked us up, so we're now available at the Colorado Proud section of most King Supers around Colorado. Um, we're in natural grocers in the Denver metro area, Longmont, Fort Collins, and, you know, on social media, we're on Facebook and Instagram posting stuff. That's another thing. I'm terrible at Instagram and, and Facebook, like terrible. So I don't, I don't do any of those posts because <laughs> I just can't handle it. You know what I mean? So somebody else does it and that's, you know, eventually that's, that's really good. You know, whoever you got doing it, man, it's yeah. a great job. Um, for those of, for those of you that are listening, um, you'll be able to find all of that information on our studio notes for the Undocu Hustle Show. Um, Juan, I just want to thank you so much. I'm super grateful for you to be um, yeah. a guest. You know, like we, like I said, we did not have enough time <laughs> for you, man. Um, so we're gonna have to bring totally. you back on. Yeah, yeah. A, 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 more specifics for sure. No, thank you so much, man. You're you're one of my 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 big inspirations too, Victor. So I'm I'm glad what you guys are doing is great. I've been listening to the shows. They're really, really good, actually, you know, and uh, there's a lot of it's it's nice to, to hear. It's, it's really great what you're doing. So so thank you for bringing me over. Anybody wants to send me an email, uh, you can write me at, at Juan at GreenBellyFoods.com. And, uh, you know, for any any questions, advice or whatever, you know, and thank you so much. Thank you, Juan, and thank you for those of you who are listening. Remember, we're still doing a campaign, driving to get a thousand subscriptions, a hundred reviews. So please, if you can, yeah. subscribe to the to the podcast on our Anchor app and our Spotify, um, and please leave a review on our social media and share this with you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Have a good day, everyone. Yeah, and for the abrazo, orale, banda, andale. <laughs>